Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesueur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, Word of Life. All right, you guys are ready to rock and roll today. Uh, Hey, I just wanted to say, um, I I was listening to the announcements from from Nick, and I want to say a big, huge thank you uh, to everybody, um, especially for your your gifts and offerings. We've been we've been talking a lot about like you know what's happening and what's going to happen and you know thinking about you know thinking about Sunday Sunday and and the celebration that we're going to have just getting ready to kick off Sunday school and 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 things like that and we want to tell you hey please feel free invite friends and stuff like and neighbors and things like that if they've got little kids especially we're giving away free ice cream and inflatable stuff to bounce on and 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 just a a really good time to hang out together as 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 a church and invite friends to join us. And as we do that, and as we think back on on tailgate, as we kicked off our game day series, and our tailgate party, and all the fun that we had, and, um, and day camp, and the fact that, you know, over 80 kids came and got to hear the good news about what Jesus has done for them. And, and kids were walking out of here. One, one dad actually told somebody uh, here at church, he said, you know, I've never seen my kids like this. And the dad said, my kids came out saying, I love the Bible. That's what their kids left saying. I love the Bible. And that is part of what happens when, when you give. Because as you give, um, we got to share the gospel with, you know, with a bunch of kids, and they leave saying, I love the Bible. And some of them are leaving having experienced what God has done for them for the first time. Some of them are hearing the gospel in a brand new way. And one little girl said, Jesus did that? <laughs> Jesus did that? That's what happens as we, give, um, as we give to the Lord and give to the ministry of Word of Life. So I want to just say a big, huge thank you to you, whether you're joining with us in person at our Lesur campus or whether you're joining us online on our online campus. We appreciate your giving and offerings that allows us to share the gospel with kids so they can say, Jesus did that? And I love the Bible. And, that's, and it's, it's just a huge privilege. So... A big, huge thank you to you. As we are continuing, I, you, for those of you who are who are you know new with us, I do not I do not preach in a in a in a football jersey every week, but during game day and our game day series, uh, I am super pumped. Guess what's happening this week? That's right, the Gophers are kicking off their season this week. I'm excited. Uh, Vikings had their um, preseason you know kind of wrap up game this week this past week. 
just going to leave that with you guys. I'm really excited about the Gophers. <laughs> and, um, and as we continue our, our game day series, today we're going to be talking about getting in the game. And as we talk about getting in the game, I want to encourage you that God has given you gifts. And it's, it's, not like, it's not like some things where, you know, some people only get some gifts and, you know, or other people don't get gifts. No, no, no. As a believer in Jesus Christ, as you hear what Jesus Christ has done for you, when he died for you on the cross and he has given you joy and mercy and grace and salvation and even the faith to believe him, he also gives you gifts for us to use within the church for the church. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about that. And as I was talking, as I was thinking about football and I was thinking about gifts and uh, I could not help but think of uh, Doug. Doug, I know that you'll be watching uh, later on. So I apologize for not asking you permission, but you guys now get to see pictures of young Doug. <clears throat> That's Doug uh, right here. He's playing center. And um, Anybody who knows Doug and how God built his body, you wouldn't not naturally think, oh, Doug, that lean guy, he'd be perfect to play center. Um, but that's the truth. Doug, Doug played center, and here's exactly what happened, how he got to be playing center. Doug was not the most aggressive kid at this age. Just not the most aggressive kid. But he loved football, loved playing football. And, um, and, and he, he, we were fairly new to the area. We were, this is, uh, he played in, in Colorado where we were living. And we were fairly new to the area. Guess, just getting to know some kids. And he was getting to be really good friends with the guy right behind him, the quarterback. His name is Garrett. And as they were getting to, getting to know each other really well and things like that, the coach was trying to figure out, where do I put all of these kids into the right positions? And he looked at Garrett and he looked at Doug and how well they were getting along together. And he comes up to Doug and he's like, hey, Doug, you like Garrett? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was about how he communicated at that time. Yeah. And I'm like, do you want anybody to tackle Garrett? No. Are you sure you don't want anybody to tackle him? No. Why? Well, he's my friend. Okay. Here's the deal. We're going to put you at center. He's like, okay. That usually means I have no idea what you're saying. Okay. And he's like, here's what you do. You snap the ball to Garrett. Okay. And then you make sure that nobody touches him. You make sure that nobody on the other team touches your buddy Garrett. That was his gift. You see, he didn't have the gift of aggression, as some football players do, who are crashing through the line and, you know, smashing quarterbacks into the, into the turf. But he really does have the gift of caring for people. Doug cared for Garrett enough to be a really great center. And the reason why he was a really great center was not because of how his body was shaped or anything else, because he really wasn't heavy enough to be on the line. He just liked Garrett, because Garrett was his friend, and he didn't want anybody to tackle him. 
as we think about, here's one more picture where you get to see his very young face. Yep, that's him. Grass in the helmet and everything else. He played hard. He played hard. As we think about game day and the gifts that, each, that God has given to each and every believer, each and every believer has been given gifts. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 12 and see how God gifts every believer uniquely according to his grace that he gives and how he intends for us to use those gifts. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1, reading in Jesus' name, because it's God's word, not mine. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. I think Doug probably felt like that some games. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though we are one body in Christ, are individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace that's been given to us. Let us use them if prophecy, in other words, if your gift is prophecy, in, prophesy in proportion to our faith. If service, in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes or gives in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Here ends the reading of God's word. As we, as we get together around God's word and as, as we say, hey, God, how are you making us into your team? Well, the illustration that Paul uses is he says that we are all members of one body, Christ's body. He's the head. And, and so when we think about like the body, right, we think about the different parts of our body or the members of our body. And as Paul talks about that, he says, look, you got a body? Yeah. Take a look at your body, okay? Does everything do the same thing? No. If I tried to listen with my finger, it would work just about as well as sometimes when I'm listening. No, seriously, like fingers don't listen well, but they really do work well for picking things up. If you try to pick things up with your ear, then you, you know, your mom's going to yell at you and say, hey, nothing in your ear that's smaller than your elbow. I don't know if kids still say that stuff. No? Parents don't say that stuff anymore? I don't know. That's what my mom always said to me. She's like, nothing in the ear that's smaller than your elbow. And then you know exactly what I used to do? 
how to get my elbow in there. Okay, nothing in my ear smaller than my elbow. But if you look at your body, you know, and you look at, you know, how differently things are, it's very similar in a sense to having a football team in which, you know, different positions have different jobs. Doug learned that his job was not to let anybody touch his quarterback. The quarterback's job is to throw, throw or pass the ball off. You know, the running back's job was to run the ball up the field. I told you, you know, about being a coach for a little while. I was coaching and one kid came to me and um, <laughs> we were in the middle of practice and he was not having an easy time. We were practicing tackling and as we were getting started, he came up to me and he's like, coach, I got a problem. And I'm like, and his voice was cracking just like that. Coach, I got a problem. I'm like, okay, what, what's the problem, Trevor? He's like, he keeps hitting me. Yeah, it's, it, it's football. I, I don't want to be hit. I just want to carry the ball. I'm like, I, Trevor, I love you. I can guarantee you one thing. If you're carrying the ball, everyone's going to want to hit you. And he looked at me and he's like, I don't like being hit. And I said, I'm so sorry. Said, but if you're carrying the ball, they're going to try and hit you. It didn't take long. Trevor quit football. Because football and being on the team wasn't what he imagined it to be. He imagined that it was just going to be him carrying the ball, like running down the field, everybody cheering and, you know, and never getting hit. Regardless of whether you know a lot about football or not, I think it's pretty easy to say that if you're going to be carrying the football, somebody's going to try and hit you. That's part of the position. And so within, within the body of Christ, each and every believer has, a, a, has different gifts and different roles. We don't all do it the same. And I am incredibly thankful. Unfortunately, we don't get to like trade ours in. God's the one who gives gifts according to his grace, according to his mercy. And so, you know, the text says that if we, if we, as we come to the Lord, we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual act of worship. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, uh, you may discern what is the will of God. And so as we are receiving God's grace, we are also worshiping him by offering ourselves to him. I'm just saying, Lord, here I am. I'm yours. Do with me as you see fit. And that's a really hard thing because right after that, it talks about the grace that has been given for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think with sober judgment. Thinking the way that we think about ourselves needs to be accurate according to what the grace that's been given to us. As we think about ourselves, it's kind of like sending yourself a nice little text message. You take out your phone and you say to yourself, oh, what do I got here? I got a thumbs up. Okay, good. It's like sending a little text message to yourself. Just say, hey, God loves you all the time, no matter what. Pastor Jay, if you hear one thing, God loves you. Sinned. 
the giving the, and the, the way that we think about ourselves is intended to, to be with sober judgment, not thinking of ourselves more than what we ought. So, in contemporary language, that means don't drunk text yourself. Text yourself soberly. Yes, that's right. Don't drunk, I know it sounds funny, but seriously, don't drunk text yourself. When you are drunk, if not you people, I mean other people, okay? I know you guys wouldn't do that, but it, sometimes when other people get drunk, okay, when they have, you know, had too much um, and they decide that they're going to text someone, it doesn't always go well because some of the filters come off and it's not a good idea. So if you see a friend of yours who's had too much, tell them not to drunk text anyone. What the scripture here is saying is that as we think of ourselves, as you are sending those mental text messages to yourself, do it soberly. Think through. Think through what you're saying to yourself. Think about yourself the way God thinks about you. The way God thinks about you is that you're loved, is that you are valued. And he loves you so much that he's given you grace. And with that grace, he's given you gifts. Just as we are uh, members of one body, not all members have the same function. So though we are a one body in Christ, individually members of one another, each of us has been given some different gifts. And the Bible is just full of little lists and things of different gifts that God has given to us. Check out some of the gifts in this passage. Having gifts, verse 6, that differ according to the grace that's been given to us, let us use them. It's for the church. These gifts are given for the church. They're given to you so that you can use them. They're not like that gift that, that, you, know, you, that you get and you're like, oh, I don't really like this. And then you like stick it in the closet or maybe you hide it just in case, you, you know, like the person who gave it to you is coming over to your house and then you got to like pull it out. You know, those, those kinds of gifts. I got one of those gifts from my grandma. It was a ceramic koala bear. I don't know why. I don't like koala bears. I don't even like ceramic things. Why my grandma decided that she needed to give me a ceramic koala bear, I have no idea. Uh, it was on Christmas, and I opened up the gift, and I'm like, oh, a ceramic koala bear. Great. I'm just going to put this away until next time grandma visits, and then I'll put it on the shelf, and then I'll put it away again. The gifts that God gives us, he intends to be used that really, really good gift that you get, that you use all of the time. What's one of those gifts that you've received? Every, I'm assuming everyone has received some gifts over the years. What's one of those gifts that you've received that you're like, that, that's my favorite gift. That's a gift that I use all the time. That's a gift that I wear all the time. That's a gift that was really valuable to me. Gifts. So let's check out some of the gifts. If the gift is prophecy, okay, prophecy is the proclamation of God's word, okay? There's two types of prophecy. There is either foretelling or forthtelling. 
foretelling, God gives some prophets to tell what's going to happen in the future. And so when he operates through, through the prophets, like Isaiah and Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, you know, he, he gives them the gift to tell the future. There's another type of prophecy that is far more common. That's foretelling. That's where we proclaim God's word. And so uh, some pastors really have a gift of prophecy that they proclaim God's word. That you, when you hear them speaking God's word, they speak God's word in God's timing, that's prophecy. And what we're told that if, if you're given the gift of prophecy, that we should prophesy in proportion to our faith. That as God has given us faith, so do we prophesy. Why does he say that? Because sometimes people who's been given the gift of prophecy get treated really badly. If you're not familiar, take a look at the book of Ezekiel. He got treated really badly, as did Jeremiah and all the prophets. Oh, yeah, and Jesus. Prophecy. You see, part of the problem with having a gift from God is that sometimes you don't want to use it because of fear of how you'll be treated. And so if you have the gift of prophecy, we use it or we exercise it within the church and within our community in proportion with the faith that's been given to us. If in service, if you have the gift of serving, if you have the gift of serving, you use it by serving. That's right. If you have the gift of service, you use it by serving. If you have the gift of teaching, you use it by teaching. There you go. If you have the, the gift of the exhortation, I don't know if anybody really wants the gift of exhortation. It's kind of like that combo platter of encouragement with force. <laughs> it's, like, it's like encouragement. You really need to hear this. <laughs> I, had a, I had a church a long time ago, different church, not here, other people. And, uh, and some, somebody was walking out the door and they were worshiping together with their mom. And so mom was walking out first and then daughter was walking out behind. And she, you know, mom stopped it and said, thank you, pastor. That was a great message. My daughter really needed to hear that. <laughs> she may have had the gift of exhortation. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not positive. Uh, the one who has the gift of giving is supposed to serve by giving generously. And for each and every it, it, so one of the things that we see within, within these gifts, it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm okay. I don't have the gift of giving. That's that guy over there. He's got the gift of giving. You know? Many of the gifts are things that we all do as the body of Christ. He calls all of us to, to give. He calls all of us to make disciples. Some people are just really good or really gifted at doing that specific thing. And so for the one who has the gift of giving, even though God calls all of us to be givers, the one who has the gift of giving is especially gifted at giving and giving generously. That's how they're supposed to give. The one who leads... He's supposed to lead with zeal. Yeah, let's do this. It's kind of like getting into a huddle before the beginning of a football game. 
when I was coaching, you know, one of the, one of the football games, I was, you know, I had the whole team together and we were, we were getting them all pumped up and they were shouting and charging and getting ready to run out onto the field. And as, as they were playing, I was shouting on the sidelines. As it happened, one game, my soccer team also, I coached a, a girls' soccer team and I coached a football team at the exact same time. My girls from my soccer team all came to the same, to the football game. It wasn't to see Coach Jay. It was just to see the other boys on the team. Anyways, the girls from the soccer team all came to watch the football team. And, and, and as the football team is playing and as I'm coaching from the sideline and I'm yelling and I'm screaming and I'm telling them what to do and I'm, you know, calling plays and everything else. And after the game, the, you know, the, the girls all came over to say, I'm really glad you don't coach us like that. Please don't coach us like football. <laughs> we didn't like that. That was scary. <laughs> the one who leads is called to lead with zeal. Hey, let's do this. Let's get excited. Let's get excited about what God is doing, about where God is leading. I'm excited. I'm super pumped. I can't have a conversation without talking about what God is doing in this church. I can't have a conversation without talking to somebody about somebody getting saved. I can't have a conversation without talking about New Prague and the, God, the work that God is doing as, he, as we're getting ready to launch our, our campus in New Prague. I'm excited about this stuff. If you have the gift of leadership, let's go. And for the one who has a gift of mercy, it's not to be done begrudgingly. I got to serve at the, uh, at the food shelf this past week. I love feeding hungry people. And I love it. And, and part, of the, part of the thing that I love about Food Shelf is that I get to serve um, with, with you know, members of churches from all over the community. And so I was serving with a bunch of people from... Zion. I was serving with a bunch of people from Zion this week, people who, most of whom I didn't know. And it was so encouraging to see everyone chipping in and talking to people and treating. I'll tell you what, I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you're at on our online campus. Uh, I can just tell you the food shelf is awesome. It is full of food. Galen is doing an amazing job leading that ministry. And, and, and there's so many people participating and they treat people with love and respect. When you're serving in that food shelf, they were looking across and they're asking questions. They're like, how can we, how can we give you what you want? Not just what's on the list. How many, how many turkey burgers do you need? How many pork chops do you need? Yeah, I mean, like, there's some really good stuff. We had, we had people bringing in boxes of fresh vegetables, and, you know, and it was awesome. And people were super excited to receive it and, and just living together and, and serving together and then just giving. It was great. I'd be willing to bet that some of those people serving in the food shelf have the gift of mercy because they were treating people and giving to them that which they have not earned. You didn't earn this food. It's the food is a gift. And we get to give it freely and cheerfully. I love seeing smiles on their faces as they're giving food away to feed the hungry. That's serving in the body of Christ with the gift of mercy. It's giving cheerfully. 
It's serving those and not giving them the punishment they deserve, but giving them grace and gifts instead, or in this case, food. So, as we talk about getting in the game, as we talk about just getting into the church, I want to encourage you, each and every one of you, God loves you. He has generously given you grace and mercy and faith to believe in him. He does not give us the punishment that we deserve. That's mercy. He gives us his goodness freely. That's grace. He gives us the faith to believe in him and what he's done for us. And along with that, he's given each and every member of this body, whether you're with us on the online campus or whether you're here on the Lesur campus, he has given each and every member of the body of Christ not just the body, word of life, the body of Christ, his good gifts. And he's given you those gifts to use. Not use to make ourselves, you know, look all good, but use for the building up of the body of Christ, as it says in Ephesians chapter 4. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. That's James chapter 1. You are gifted. You're gifted. Let's thank God for that. Let's pray. Lord God and Heavenly Father, I want to thank you and praise you for your good gifts. It's tempting to think that I have to do this on my own. That I have to kind of like stir myself up that I have to figure out what I have to do. It's tempting sometimes to think that like, things only get done if, if I do them myself. But no, this isn't the church of Jay. And I confess to you, Lord, that sometimes I'm trying to do somebody else's job. But you, Lord Jesus Christ, are the, are the Savior, our Savior. And you are the one who gives good gifts. It's all made possible through you. We thank you, Lord, for each and every person who serves. We thank you for those who come in vacuum. We thank you for those who are singing and playing in the band. We thank you for people on the cameras and on the AV so that people can hear and see and, and so that we can share it with people in our online campus. We thank you, Lord God, for people who are teaching. We thank you for people who are serving in the nursery. We thank you for people who are, you know, fixing up the meals and, teach, uh, and, and leading kids. And over and over and over again, Lord, we thank you for our elders who are leading. They are leading with zeal and excitement person after person who you have brought together, Lord Jesus. We thank you for them and for their service. We pray, Lord God, that you would continue to pour out your good gifts and encourage or exhort those who need to use them, not for themselves, but for you and for your glory because of what you have done for us. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen.